This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Rich, not joined by Jason at this time. Nothing's wrong, Jason's fine. We're just going to try out something a little different here over the next few episodes. I'm going to do a little mini-series uh, about the slam dunk contest and Jason might jump in on a, one of these or might jump in on a few of these or maybe we'll do a show at the end of this but uh, what I really wanted to do and this is kind of a collaboration with uh, fansided.com the step back uh, at fansided and their NBA at 75 series that's going to be you know has been rolling out throughout the year and will continue to roll out uh, throughout the year celebrating the NBA's celebration of their 75th uh, year of existence but uh "Quote unquote, seventy fifth year of existence." We'll get to that in another episode. But uh, as as part of that, I, I had mentioned that you know for a long time I've wanted to do a long form thing about slam dunk contests, and we've done a lot of stuff about slam dunk contests on over and back. We did a whole episode on the nineteen eighty eight slam dunk contest. We've done uh, basketball mysteries in the nineteen seventies. You know who made the slam dunk rise? Like we've done a lot of stuff here uh, on the over and back podcast about. Uh, the slam dunk contest, and I wanted to take that even a little bit further and look at specific slam dunk contests beyond 1988, and 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 look a little bit more at the history of the slam dunk contest and the the individual history of each slam dunk contest, and and sort of what each slam dunk contest meant, and 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 what it you know what it was about in in the grand scheme of things and in the grand scheme of the NBA, and uh, it's been a very fun series to kind of write you know, get, get, get written and get scripted and all that sort of stuff. And and now I'm ready to start rolling these things out. So uh, we're going to, we're going to have a few of these come out before the dunk contest uh, coming up this uh, weekend, as of this recording this weekend, a few of these might come on, uh, might come up after uh, the dunk contest, but uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't, I don't want to put 10 episodes of the show uh, up in the next four or five days. I didn't think that would be uh, uh great. So uh, it was kind of a crunch to get this all done in enough time to get, ready for the dunk contest, but I think we're going to be able to do that. So you'll get a few of these before the dunk contest uh, this year. You'll get a few of these afterwards as well. But, you know, it's it's about NBA history more than anything. And it's to me, it's trying to show people that, yeah, the dunk contest is just some dumb thing that they do on NBA, you know, Saturday night or whatever. But I really do think that there is a ton of historical historical significance uh, in a couple of these dunk contests. And, and as such, I'm going to cover 10 different slam dunk contests throughout this. So they're not all going to be good. There's a few that are going to be bad, and they're bad on purpose. Uh, not that no, I don't think the players made them bad on purpose, but I'm choosing them because they were bad. Uh, you know, the, I'm purposely putting them as a part of this series because uh, they were bad, and that's kind of the concept that we're going to go on here. So, so these will be important. These will be great. These will be bad. These will be significant. These will be iconic. These will be, you know, memorable for all the great reasons and memorable for all the wrong reasons. That that is kind of what we're going to do. Uh, over the next uh, next ten episodes, so I am going to start here with 1984. I mean, you, the only place you can really begin here with a series on slam dunk contests is the quote unquote inaugural NBA slam dunk contest in 1984. And now, what's interesting though is the 1984 NBA slam dunk contest, of course, is not the first professional dunk contest in history, or even the first put on by the NBA. No, the 1976 uh, ABA All-Star Game was put on in, in Denver. It's going to be held in Denver. Uh, and then Denver General Manager Carl Shear uh, and ABA Marketing Director Jim Budka 
uh, wanted something a little more exciting for the halftime festivities. We covered this in, in, again, the basketball mysteries in the 1970s, you know, who made the slam dunk rise. And they're thinking, all right, what are we going to do to juice this all-star game up? What are we going to do to little, do a little bit more? And they have this great idea. Let's do a dunk contest featuring the ABA's best dunkers. Seems simple. Seems basic. We'll see how it works. If it works, cool. If it doesn't, whatever. Sheer, uh, and he says this in Terry Pluto's seminal book, Loose Balls, which if you've never read Loose Balls, I mean, what are you doing here? Come on. Read Loose Balls. All right. Uh, he says, I wanted more than just singers. So he's saying just at halftime, he wanted more than singers. So what they did then is at halftime, yes, at halftime of the 1976 ABA All-Star Game, uh, which is an amazing thing to think about, uh, is that all these players play in the All-Star Game, stop, take a, you know, a sip of water. It was the 70s, so maybe they took a drag of a cigarette or whatever, and then went, all right, let's do this. Let's go dunk. I mean, that unfathomable they would do that today where, you know, it'd be LeBron James and, and you know, they'd go, all right, let's take a little bit. You know, it's LeBron and it's, it's you know, Damian Lillard. It's a few other guys. All right, let's, you know, take a sip of Gatorade. All right, dunk contest. Let's do this. Uh, probably not going to happen uh, these days. But 1976, it did. And so it's uh, Julius Irving of the New York Nets, David Thompson of the Denver Nuggets, Artis Gilmore of the Kentucky Colonels, as well as George Gervin and Larry Keenan of the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, as I said, they take some sips of their water, they toweled off some sweat from the All-Star game, and got ready for the very first ABA Slam Dunk Contest. Now, unlike today's NBA Slam Dunk Contest, there were strict rules on how and where dunks could happen from. Uh, the competitors had to attempt five dunks in a row under two minutes, including one from a standing position, one from at least 10 feet away from the basket, and one coming from the left side of the basket, one coming from the right side of the basket, and either corner down the baseline to the basket. So some strict rules about where you're dunking and how you're dunking and all that other stuff. Uh, the criteria for uh, judging was fan response, imagination, artistic ability, and quote-unquote body flow. Now the most famous scene from that inaugural dunk contest, of course, was Irving's dunk from, quote-unquote, at least 10 feet away, where Dr. J said, to hell with 10 feet, and decided to dazzle the Denver crowd with his now-iconic free-throw line dunk. The man that has turned the slam dunk into an art, who has thrilled ABA fans with moves that have been beyond comprehension. At six foot six for the New York Nets, the fabulous Dr. J, Julius Irving. Now, the ABA All-Star Game was only broadcast in four U.S. cities, Denver, New York, Indianapolis, and San Antonio. But the dunk contest did have people talking, with clips of the dunks featured on the Today Show and Good Morning America. An imitation of, is, of course, the sincerest form of flattery, and it came as little surprise when the NBA introduced their own version of the slam dunk contest the following season during the 1976-77 NBA season. The format, though, was far different than the ABA's contest and all future NBA contests, really, uh, as this wasn't a one-off event, but rather a season-long tournament. Two competitors, one from each team, battled opponents from other teams in halftime dunk competitions until a grand champion, Darnell Hillman, uh, was named in June of 1977. Jump ahead now to 1984. ABA is done. No more dunk contests from them. NBA did their one-off little halftime dunk contest thing. They're done with it as well. 
1984, the NBA is looking to transform itself into a true major league in America. Now, the NBA, obviously, over the last decade plus, had had its fair shares of ups and downs and issues with drugs and fighting and franchise changes and ownership upheaval. It didn't feel like it was on the level at this point, anywhere near the level of Major League Baseball or the National Football League. Uh, David Stern had recently just taken over as commissioner and was looking for ideas to kind of spice up the All-Star game while also sort of embracing the NBA's historical roots. Look forward, but also look back. The All-Star game is scheduled for Denver. Shear, who is still the Nuggets general manager, says, what about the slam dunk contest? Stern buys in, and the dunk contest is back. They also introduced the NBA Old-Timers Legends game, uh, which, by the way, there is a show about that as well, over and back if you want to go to our archives. Tales from the NBA's Old-Timers game. They rebranded it as the Legends game after a certain point, realizing maybe maybe Old-Timers isn't the right word uh, to use for these guys. But uh, they scheduled both those events for the Saturday before the All-Star game. Now, this is unique because this is the birth of the NBA All-Star Saturday. Before, the only highlight of Saturday was a banquet or you know some weird maybe appearances from... Uh, different NBA players at bars or clubs or whatever, but nothing that was significant put on by the NBA. What we know now as NBA All-Star Saturday has arrived. Now, Shear and, and, and Stern and the NBA thinking, who's really going to who's gonna come watch a dunk contest in an old-timers game? That's not going to happen. So they decide, now nah, let's put, sell these tickets at dirt cheap prices, $3. Estimated around $3 what those tickets are going to cost. Well, 17,251 people said, you know what, $3 of my money is okay to watch some dunks and some old-timers and all the other stuff. So they pack into Denver's McNichols Arena for the inaugural NBA Saturday. Nine players would compete in this first official, quote-unquote, NBA slam dunk contest. A mix of stars, role players, and, well, Edgar Jones is there, too. The competitors. Michael Cooper, a two-time NBA champion and key role player on the Showtime Los Angeles Lakers. Clyde Drexler, the young, high-flying, and dynamic shooting guard of the Portland Trailblazers. Julius Dr. J. Irving. I mean, come on. There's no competition without Irving in 1976, and there's no way that you can host the return of this competition without him. He doesn't have the hops that he did in 1976. It's still freaking Dr. J. This, This event just cannot happen without Dr. J. Daryl Griffith. I mean, look, when your nickname is Dr. Duncanstein, you need to be a part of this competition. Now, Griffith, if you don't know, a productive player for the early 80s Utah Jazz, teaming with Adrian Dantley on one of the NBA's most high-powered offenses. Edgar Jones, the aforementioned Edgar Jones, one of the most anonymous uh, members of the inaugural dunk contest. Uh, Jones bounced around the league in the early 80s with stops in New Jersey, Detroit, and San Antonio. He, on this night, is going to be representing the San Antonio Spurs. Larry Nance, a breakout star for the Phoenix Suns, the dynamic and show-stealing Nance, slowly is working his way up the Suns' rotation. Ralph Sampson, interesting here, the first overall selection in the 1983 NBA draft. Uh, Sampson is an instant success in the NBA and would end the season as the league's Rookie of the Year. Dominique Wilkins, second-year small forward of the Atlanta Hawks, beginning to make a little bit of waves. Hey, this Dominique guy's got something to him. Not quite yet, but hey, maybe. And then finally, Orlando Woolridge, the Chicago Bulls' de facto leading scorer and starting small forward. Um, life is going to come at Orlando Woolridge very quickly over the next few years when uh, the Bulls decide to draft one Michael Jordan. But for now, he's the leader of the Bulls, and he's representing the Bulls in the slam dunk competition. Let's get to it, the competition. The rigidly structured rules from the ABA slam dunk contest, boom, they're out of here. Competitors now just need to dunk three times with the highest combined scores moving on to the semifinals 
and the finals. Interesting enough, for the most part, we're going to get over the re- over the course of the series the exact same rules. with well, some slight modifications here and there. X amount of dunks per contest, the semifinals, the finals, da 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 da. They and the NBA would kind of fiddle with the rules a little bit. There was one year where they just like freestyle dunked or whatever, which was terrible. But for the most part, it's a set amount of dunks, average out the scores, or take the best two scores, move on to the next. We've seen the the basics of that rule kind of stick for years and years to come. But anyway, uh, the first round saw staggering consistency from Nance, who scored two 44s and a 46 on his dunks, including a cupping windmill that showed off his unique combination of height and athleticism. Michael Cooper, well, thanks for coming, pal. Complete non-factor with just 70 points total in the first round. Dr. J does what is best described as, well, not best described, described on the television broadcast as a right-handed over-the-shoulder job. Orlando Rollridge, giving credit where it's due, exploded into the contest with a double-clutch 360 that only gets a 45 from the judges. Tough crowd here in 1984. Uh, desperate to ensure that he would make it to the second round, Irving says, screw it, I'm busting out. The first of his two free throw line dunks on the night. This one saw Irving eh, a good foot in front of the line, but still do throw down an impressive dunk. He only gets a 47 from the judges, which has the crowd quite upset. Ralph Sampson starts things out with a sweeping dunk, and uh, the commentators tell us Sampson supposedly told them, I'm not that good. I don't expect to win. Thanks for the confidence, Ralph. Uh, And what would become the trend for all of his future dunk contests? Wilkins blows the roof off the arena with the loudest dunk of the night, a ferocious windmill. This windmill and its variants would become Dominique's signature dunk contest dunks. Irving ends his round with an impressive reverse dunk, Uh, that is probably more famous for Irving hitting his head on the backboard as opposed to the dunk itself. The semifinals are then set. Larry Nance, Julius Irving, Dominique Wilkins, and Daryl Griffith moving on. All four men clearly elite dunkers, and it shows with an impressive semifinal run that features two 49s and three 48s. Irving gave us our first super creative dunk as he bounces the ball subtly off the backboard before dunking it in. The 44 he received makes many wonder if the judges missed the bounce. Nance decided to follow up in a bit more impressive fashion as he threw the ball off the backboard and slammed it down for a dunk that was as impressive in 1984 as it would be in 2022. At this point, you can really start to see the gears moving in all these guys as they've done all their basic dunks and now it's time to really innovate, really set themselves apart and figure out what this contest is really going to be. Irving started with the backboard slap. Wilkins then takes it into a whole new direction, By using two balls. Can you use two balls in the slam dunk contest? Who knows? Who cares? It's the dunk contest. Have fun, innovate, and give the crowd something to cheer for. Rules be damned. Wilkins grabs two balls and dunks them both. Nance, now motivated by Wilkins' complete disregard for rules or decorum or anything, also grabs two balls and says, screw it. He did it. I'm doing it. And does an impressive up and under dunk with one of the balls. After three more dunks in the second round, It's time for the finals. Wilkins narrowly missed. He absolutely got screwed, receiving just a 41 for the up and under dunk. And uh, this won't be the last time that Dominique's going to be the victim of uh, some some curious dunk contest scoring. We'll talk about that in 1988. But anyway, the the, the finals are set regardless. It's Larry Nance versus Julius Irving. Nance and Irving both score highly with their first dunks. Then tragedy strikes. Irving missed a dunk off the back of the rim. Nance plays it safe. He knows there's a $10,000 prize at stake, and, and he wants it. So he does a very basic dunk 
and receives a 39. He's in the driver's seat, quite literally. We'll get to that in a moment. Irving needs to do something big for his final dunk, and well, you'll see for yourself. With his last chance to catch Larry Nance, he's stepping it off. This ought to be abandoned. He put a, a put a wristband on to protect that forearm that he banged on the rim earlier. Here we go. Can he do what he did in '76? Oh, Doc flying down the lane for the slam. Look at his takeoff point, John. Oh man, that's what makes this move. And there we had it, the very first 50 in NBA Slam Dunk Contest history today. Everyone gets 50s. 50s are thrown around like candy. In the 2019 first round alone, Hamadou Diallo, Dennis Smith Jr., and Miles Bridges all had 50-point dunks. Zach Levine's final round, and, and deservedly so, but still, Zach Levine's final round in 2016 had four 50s. Deserved or not, 50s aren't as special today as they were during this inaugural competition. We had it here, our very first of the 50s. Nance, with the pressure on, hits a perfect reverse cradle dunk and receives a 47 for the 134-122 win and your inaugural NBA Slam Dunk Contest champion is Larry Nance. Now, the driver's seat I referenced early, Nance wanted to uh, win the competition so he could buy a 67 Camaro. This is what he would tell Bleacher Report. At the time, I was looking at a 67 Camaro I really wanted to buy. As soon as I heard about the contest, I was like, man, I get $10,000 if I win this contest. I can get the Camaro. I was all about it. I was ready to go. Was Nance a man of his word? You bet he was. Quote again from Bleach Report, I got the Camaro. I had that car off and on. I sold it several times. I bought it back. I sold it again, but now it's gone for good. The trophy is right here at my house. The inaugural NBA dunk contest could not have gone better. A young star toppled the old legend in Julius Irving. The competition featured highlight dunks, emerging NBA superstars, and an electric crowd. The NBA Slam Dunk Contest was officially here to stay. It'd be held for 14 straight years and become one of the most iconic sports events on the calendar. The Slam Dunk Contest would also reach its nadir, be cast away, sent off, never to be seen again, until a dynamic leaper from the Great North would bring it back to the forefront. At no time, though, did the Dunk Contest truly, at this point, feel stable or safe. It was a constant roller coaster ride, a constant sheen of doubt always lay over the competition. Announcers felt the need to tell you the dunk contest is back each time a dunk was performed. Iconic dunk contests of the past became pretty much impossible to match measuring sticks. The NBA would toy with the rules, new formats, wheels, always wheels, lots of wheels. Stars would promise they'll do the dunk contest and then LeBron. About the last minute, leaving the competition to become branded as rising stars. Time and time again, people would say the dunk contest is old and passe. They'd, they'd wonder what more these guys can even do, what more they can, you know, the human body could even do. The NBA will struggle with the event, becoming a sideshow made only possible by gimmicks and props and cars and capes and all this sort of stuff. Despite complaints and all the hand wringings, we've been treated to 36 NBA slam dunk contests. Some were legendary, some were disappointing, some set the stage for the next NBA superstars' careers. Yeah, some were won by Fred Jones and Jeremy Evans, but still, 36 slam dunk contests. 25 different players have won an NBA slam dunk contest, and only one has won it three times. Each year, the event shines bright and takes center stage on NBA All-Star Saturday. And really, it's all thanks to Irving, Nance, Wilkins, and hell, even Edgar Jones. These men laid the groundwork for what this competition could and would be for the next four decades. These men built a legacy of amazing dunks, 
larger-than-life superstars and gravity-defying legends that would inspire generations of basketball fans, young and old. Hope you guys enjoyed episode one of this uh, 10-part series, NBA at 75, about the dunk contest. Of course, this is, again, Rich. Uh, Jason will hopefully be back on one of these, or we'll do something afterwards. We'll figure out something. But Jason and Rich, we will be back very soon. Uh, do not worry. I also wanted to give credit to Rich Ladder for the great production music you hear in the background of this podcast. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, at richladder 32 You can also get all of his links. Uh, Pay that man to make you some beats, man. Come on. Listen to that stuff. It's great stuff there. So Rich Ladder 32 uh, on Twitter. You can find the links for all that he does there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you go and subscribe and review and rate the Over and Back podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. 